All right, everyone. Welcome back to another episode here. Uh, this one's a super fun one. Uh, we cut an episode, uh, Landon and I, getting into the background of my story in entrepreneurship and some stuff I haven't really talked about how I jumped from school, from playing soccer into starting uh, my first business and then how that one grew and moved me on to my next business and next one. And so I wanted to really peel back the onion more on my story so you can learn more about me and hopefully even see uh, some themes in your own story. And um, really the goal of this is to provide encouragement to you in your entrepreneurial journey because um, success isn't like quick growth, right? And I get into that in this episode. And so I want you to see how working very hard on something for 14 years can create something amazing. And I want you to be encouraged by that fact. So I'll go ahead and run the intro. Um, go ahead, listen to the interview. And all that I ask is that uh, if you're on the podcast here, if you leave me a review on Spotify, it would be amazing. Or if you think about how you even learned about this podcast, maybe another home service entrepreneur referred you to it. If you don't mind referring out this episode, because I think it is a special one uh, and can help a lot of people, uh, I would really appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. So go ahead, enjoy this episode. Uh, we get into it and I think you're going to love it. And I look forward to hearing your feedback on it. Welcome to the Home Service Business Coach Podcast with your host, David Mowerman. You will learn to grow your home service business and transition from being the technician in your business to being the CEO and leading your team to success. Get a front row seat where you will get practical advice from industry experts on how you can level up your home service business. Get ready to take some notes because we're going to jump right into it here. What's going on everybody landing here with home service business coach as always and we wanted to do something different uh, Dave you know what I mean we want to do something different and kind of pry we've pried with Alex now we want to pry a little bit with you man so um, we're gonna talk about the journey in entrepreneurship Dave has kind of gone through because how, how, how many years has it been Dave we are 14 years now Landon. Wow. crazy Wow 14 years man and again I'm sure like everybody's heard of this but um known each other for eight yeah yeah about that somewhere well, in there yeah. somewhere in there yeah so i've it's been a, it's been a treat to like see your growth and uh just what you've been able to the the small things you've been able to accomplish you know again comparing to who but it's uh it's been a, it's been awesome man but where did it all start? Cause like it's let's get a full like we've heard the bits and pieces, man. I just want to do timeline. Like, yeah, we have our vibe now, but you know, at at eighteen, you know, you graduated high school. Kind of what was the journey from there? Yeah, totally. So, my journey in entrepreneurship really started in two thousand and nine. Actually, I was going to business school at the time, uh, and I had been in business school for about a year. And uh, I ended up, it was actually a friend of mine, ran into a campus recruiter at the time, set up a booth. And, uh, you know, back in the day, 2009, they had these like CD-ROMs, which oh, was classics. like a big info session on the, the entrepreneurship opportunity. I still remember, it's like in big letters and it said you can make $20,000 in a single summer. 
how do you do that? Well, you do it with uh, the student painting franchise model. So you'd enroll all your friends and you'd paint a bunch of homes. So that was kind of my first taste way back, uh, mm-hmm. getting me going in entrepreneurship. Because I had come off playing high-level soccer. I got a scholarship to play soccer at the university. So that's really why I was going to school in the first place. I wasn't super ah. excited about school, but I was excited about soccer. And yeah. so it's kind of one of those life lessons where one door closes in athletics and like this whole other world opens in entrepreneurship yeah. is is kind of my background into very it. cool man and do you come from like a family of entrepreneurs because people like they've seen alex they've seen you but maybe they they don't really know uh, a lot about maybe like the the parents like the siblings the family man like, yeah come from a big family uh i've got uh, four brothers and sisters uh my dad is a is a minister of a local church and a little bit of entrepreneurship there like we came from ontario to british columbia my dad planted this church uh, back in 2002 so a little bit of like startup mode there uh uh, in uh, in christianity but you know as far as like having a a mentor an uncle that you know was like dave you should go start this thing here's 20 grand 30 grand i'll coach you like there wasn't really any of that Um, So it kind of just took on a bit of a life of its own and really year over year I've just really poured into learning and growing and that's Mm -hmm. really how I've I think uh, found some success in the space is just is is pouring into my own learning and growth. Yeah, I think that's like super vital and I guess you kind of answered my next question like with the student painting. Why don't you explain like that model a little bit more for people that don't know maybe they're young and like watching this like hey maybe that's an opportunity I want to explore man because are there like some critical components that like they provide you with or maybe there's like some critical things that you learn from it like yeah kind of explain what that whole for thing sure is about. it's pretty much like a business in a box to be honest okay. and you get it it's this franchise opportunity right yeah. and so looking back there's definitely i think some holes in it but generally by and large it is a great idea in that you want to have this 19 20 year old young kid give them a taste of entrepreneurship, but give them the taste within our framework. And so the franchisor is charging out, you know, I think it was like 24% royalty fee. So whatever your gross sales are, they're grabbing 24%, which again, hindsight, that might be a lot, but if you also don't know anything what you're doing, I'd never hired an employee, I've never painted a home, never done an estimate. I was average at best with math uh never been really a leader really in that context in the business world so there's a lot of things that they help navigate you with so uh yeah my first season 09 started up uh, i did fifty two thousand dollars in revenue i lost about 15 pounds of weight due to stress (laughs) and uh i i probably quit mentally multiple times in that season just because it's such a grind and um it, it was it was such a difficult year and and you know this again back in my head oh make 20 grand make 20 grand i learned very quick like there's no easy money in business so i remember calling my regional manager and being like one year i'm done like this is it and he's like man he convinced me to come back for another year wow, okay. otherwise that would have been i would have been you know pieced out by then so Came back a second year, we did $105,000, and I then had some successful painters that year, and then grew it from there year over year. Very cool. Yeah. I love that. Um, this is a note, like, regardless, maybe in business or in life, I was listening to um, a Navy SEAL, 
and he was explaining like you know I, I don't know I'm all geeked out over these guys and he talked about like you know him going through buds and this is actually the guy who um, he's a pretty famous guy I'll leave his name out but he was talking through buds and like his instructor like s- sat in the entire class before they did anything and he's like look this is gonna suck you're gonna want to quit uh, every single day um, it's gonna be the hardest things of your life what you can do though is make your bed properly wake up on time and brush your teeth so you can start the day with three wins hmm. so regardless of how crappy a day it is you go back to bed and it was that like constant like I'm going to quit tomorrow I'm going to, and then you get back. I'm going to quit tomorrow. And it's just like, if you want to quit in the moment, just quit tomorrow. You know what I mean? And and it's kind of parallel to like what you're saying. I mean, you learn really quick too to be, like you see the parallel from athletics right into the business world of like just literally competition. Like I'd remember laying awake at night and what we were taught was a 30% profit margin, which hindsight you're kind of making a 30% of the revenue on your wage, like working your butt off in the business. But mm-hmm. I would lay awake at night and put in, you know, $200,000 times, maybe some of you've done this times 0.3, right? And you'd be like, oh, cool, I could make like 60 grand, whatever that is. And then you do, what if I hit 250 at 30%? And you would figure out like, oh, cool, there's this like profit that I could make at the end of the day. And it like turned into being a very, lucrative opportunity at the time but you can go on google and put in you know student painting scam and read tons of stories of how oh i lost money this and that so it's like i think for for someone that's very goal oriented and driven Mm -hmm. it was almost like this next thing that i could chase uh because again the door was closed on athletics due to concussions and so it's like let's just run down this path as far as we can and i'm still feel like i'm running on that path today in home services in entrepreneurship. Yeah, I love it, man. What was option, what was plan B, Dave? Like, like yeah. you quit, 52 grand in the books, you're like, I'm gonna throw the towel in. What, what do you think, you know, what was kind of a plan B? Were you thinking of anything else at the time? Or? Yeah, I mean, my sister still busts my chops to this day. She calls me uh, Peter Pan and says, uh, one day you'll grow up and get a real job, right? <laughs> and so I think for me, it was, uh, you know, wearing a button up shirt and going to go into like being an accountant, to be honest. Like I I had a love for numbers, I think from a young age and also just love like statistics. Like in my dad's church, I would literally go every Sunday and count how many people were there and keep track of attendance and see, like I was like just kind of monitoring the metrics is kind of funny. Um, And so I think I had that, that love for numbers and my parents were like, man, you're so organized I put my clothes out the night before every night like I just try to be on the details and so I think they kind of saw accounting in in my future and I kind of I think believe that but then when I got into business school and did accounting I was like just hated it yeah so then I thought you know I did all my electives in human resources training recruiting how to get great people occupational health and safety so then I was like you know what if this just doesn't work out I can always go into like HR uh, and I still remember to this day, business 227, it was small business uh, startup. My prof, uh, I still remember his name, Don Miskiven, God bless him. And he made us run a project that was, you can start any business in the world, but you need to actually uh, business plan it out and, and from nothing. And it's funny, Landon, we talked about this. It was a, it was a mobile car wash business that oh, we no way. Yeah. built out the guts for. I, I, it was Sud something, I forget the name now, but... I always thought, well, if this fails, I could start a mobile detailing business. So no it's kind of, uh, kind of funny. Like that's all the way back in like 2000, 
2009. So wow. yeah, crazy how uh, how life can work out. Yeah, very cool. Okay, I didn't know that either. So yeah, but we're getting some good we're getting some good juice, man. So how, you you correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, college painters. Yeah, university first class painters yeah. was the name, but yeah, same thing. Got you. Okay. Uh, four years. Ran that for four years. Yep. Okay. Where? Did, why? Why did that stop? What was the next transition there? And yep. I, I'm curious on this because I think a lot of guys think, that, oh, you're making, you know, 50k, and then oh, and then 150k. They're always like looking at the revenue, but like, what was the the actual bank account like when you made that transition? Because I think it'd be super beneficial for a lot of guys yep. to be like, hey, I'm in the same boat. Yeah, like this is something I don't talk a lot about. Um, so we'll keep this between us. But yeah, no, 100%. Um, my, uh, my last year, so I graduated business school yeah. and I told my manager, I said, I've always been in school taking four or five classes a semester, 30, 40 hours a week of class, and then I'm trying to run this business. I said, what if I didn't have class? What could I do? So mm. the last year in 2012, I still remember we produced $315,000 in largely a summer plus a little bit of spillover into September. But I just made that my big goal for that year wow. and literally profited $102,000 in that year. So in that, college. In college, yeah. <laughs> so I'm 23 years old making a hundred grand and, and I worked for every dollar that it was very long mm -hmm. days, etc. Um, but leading up to that, I mean, I was traditionally making like 10 grand the first year. 30 the second, 50 and change the third year. And then the fourth year, I said, what if I doubled it and made six figures and was able to do that, which wow. was great. Pay a little thing called tax, uh, <laughs> some left over. And I took the lion's share of that 42 grand. I popped that in and I bought a one bedroom apartment, um, locally moved out of my parents' house. That was a big goal of mine. Get out, buy your first place. I bought a ground level condo literally for the one reason, because I'm in and out quoting all the time. I thought, I want to be efficient. I don't want to wait in an elevator. I wow. just want to go in and out. So I picked the ground level one, uh, and it was, uh, it, you know, it was a. I walked through 17 condos. That was the one I I liked the best. Love the location. So got into kind of the real estate. Kind of figured that side of things out, mm -hmm. and it was like a switch went off in my brain where I'm like, this business can, if if whatever goal you want, this business can help take you there. Yeah. So then actually shut down the student painting side because I found as I was maturing in business, I actually wanted to, I didn't want to be incongruent with my values and say we're a student painting company if Dave's not a student anymore. So I actually journeyed up in the parent company, which was called Elite Trade Painting. Mm -hmm. And they said, hey, Dave, you're killing it with student painting. Why don't you just take over this Elite Trade franchise, start it from nothing. You've already got your clients. Just use this new name. Yep. And then I ran that for the next four years. And I only stayed with painting because I signed on the dotted line for that real estate deal. And I had to come up with like $1,000 every month to pay my mortgage. And I thought, well, I've already kind of had this sweet lifestyle. Uh, you know, I, I you got to now afford my bills. And so I figure I just keep going with what I know. So it's like mm. almost this thing where you get adjusted to reverse engineering your goals, making good mm -hmm. income that you're like, well, I'm not sure I really want to go and work for someone else now after tasting what this business could be. Yeah, I love that. Super good stuff. And it's, it's something that I, I really want to like kind of elaborate on it. Thank you for the transparency. But 
goal, like we all have like these goals, you know, we want to accomplish this and do this and you're like very goal orientated, but I guarantee the path, <laughs> you know, that you, like you couldn't have made this stuff up at, at 19 or even, hey, you know, maybe year three of, of student painting, I'm going to transition into elite, uh, mm -hmm. you know, the, the parent company of this, right, and kind of go on that journey. So, because yeah. it sounds like to me, you know, well, this happened, you know, I was going to quit first year and then, you know, whatever, you know, divine intervention, whatever you wanted put in it, say is like, no, okay, we're going to continue down that, right? Yeah. You still had your goals all along the way, but the, the path wasn't always as clean cut as it may seem because people hear your story, it's like, four years of this, four years of this, now revive seven years. It's like, mm -hmm. that all sounds fine and cool, but it's these intricacies of how, you know, year one, I was going to quit, and then it's all these, the, the hills and valleys. So, yeah. very cool, man. Very cool. Yeah, I think anyone's story you talk to, it's never, this is what I've learned in business, it's never success being like straight up and to the right. I think sometimes we see that in social media today. Oh, I started a business and it just kind of blew up. Like it's like, no, I, I really wanted to get into real estate and so that's why I busted my butt every day. Like for example, oh, you made a hundred grand in the, in the summer. Well, I was actually out door knocking literally in January and February and March and April and May we didn't pick up a paintbrush till we booked $106,000 of signed work. Then we got our crews going. So a lot of times I think I don't want this to be the story of, oh, it's so easy. It's like, man, sometimes you got to bust your butt for months or years before you really start seeing a harvest. So, yeah. Well, that's so good. Like, what were some mistakes you made along the way, man? Yeah. I mean, as much as you can have this business in a box, I mean, man. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, where do we start uh, mistakes? I think one would be, for me, uh, hiring would be a big one. Like, just not having any hiring processes for many years of my journey. Just, I mean, we just had a webinar about this, land, and Like, if I could go back then and learn what I now know with proper hiring agreements, uh, proper training boot camps for, for team members. There's, there's a whole host with that, with hiring, I think would be a huge mistake. Uh, two, I'd say not knowing my numbers uh, would be huge as well. Like I had to unlearn, like working hard in your business is not profit, that's actually a wage. Mm -hmm. Profit is driven on the byproduct of your company operating without you. Uh, and I think through student painting, you learn to do everything yourself to paint. You're, you're basically this like Superman or Superwoman for the course of a summer and you always need to have the answers. I had to really unlearn a lot of that and how I've now structured Revive is a very much like a team approach. So um, that, that was another huge one. Like I think if I could go back, like involving the team members more from the start would be huge. Yeah, I um, One key thing I did learn, probably one of the biggest things was uh, you know, I want to go back in my journey. I actually had um, a speech impediment when I was a young child and my dad would take me to speech therapy. I couldn't talk. No way. Yeah. And wow. so um, now today I'm paid as a business coach and I'm talking at conferences and have a YouTube channel. It's just like, again, it, it, life's not always linear how you think it'll be. Again, it's like door, you know, I think God using a, a weakness, what's seen as a weakness. And then that's now like one of my businesses that I have. Yeah. So, huh. um, yeah, a lot of, a lot of mistakes, I think a lot of learning, but, um, one thing with me, when I get a goal and see the vision of what it could be, it's like that almost becomes like my brain of like, just <laughs> like I, and it, you're, you're right. It tends to work in four year chunks that I like to kind of turn over 
a leaf every four years, which is kind of funny. Yeah, so, yeah. it's very cool. Yeah, we were talking about that off camera, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. But it's that obsession, which again, like if you haven't watched the the uh, podcast with Alex, you can see we kind of chatted on that a little bit more. It's the biggest blessing, but also the can be like one of the biggest curses. Like you're out at dinner, it's like, hey, like, yeah, yeah I'm here with you. You know, shut yeah. it off. But uh, so again, uh, there's probably a lot of people that, that get where Dave's coming from, but. This is a question that I think is super vital because I was speaking with a gentleman uh, the other day and he's like, you know, when you start business, you have to be 100%. It's the most important thing. Everything else has mm. to fall by the wayside to it. Uh, and this gentleman was, was married and I didn't agree with that. Mm. But it's also the flip side. That question I want to ask you is like, have you had to make um, like sacrificing in your inner circle of like maybe friends or the, or the boys uh, as some people call them or like maybe relationships with like mm-hmm. um you know whoever you were you know with at the time like while you were building your business like i know again alex and you talked about that but yeah. more maybe on like the friendship side of things like well how was that like yeah i mean i think you got to choose your priorities in life um you know for me it's it's faith family career entrepreneurship like those tend to take up the bulk of where my headspace is at. I think fitness and friends and and have kind of always got maybe second fiddle in my life, I would say. Okay. And I spent, I mean, I spent a lot of my 20s. I got married at 29 and a half. I spent a lot of my 20s just grinding and working. Like Sundays would be off for me. Saturday afternoons largely off, but I, you better believe through my 20s, I'm up early Saturday. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we bumped into each other at Starbucks. I'm... <laughs> Maybe reading a Seth Godin book or I'm doing something, right? So I think for me, growing a business is is kind of been a hobby of mine, to be honest, through my my 20s. And so I don't always see the stuff I'm doing as work. But um, I think, again, I'm I'm just so bought into the goals that I want to achieve through this business. I almost can't help but work on it. But yeah, I think if you look at an average, someone from 20 to 30, how much hours do they spend? socializing at a restaurant or a bar I would be in in the lower percentile for sure because I was so dialed up I think in in the other areas but I don't want to paint this picture that I'm all business all the time like as of 2014 almost nine ten years ago I'd take 40 days off a year and Mm -hmm. just go travel through Southeast Asia I would literally run my painting business nine months a year peace out for three months i'm i'm in airplane mode and you can't find me so i think it just comes down to like what you value but i'm not a crazy social stay out till 2 a.m type of person Mm -hmm. i think i i uh really enjoy business and i enjoy keeping like a small circle and that that's what fills me up yeah totally i can uh maybe that's why we've been able to know each other so long because same thing that in uh yeah i find that it's Relationships are difficult. That's as I've gotten older. It's one of the the crown jewels I've learned, and it's again now. It's not a matter of you know, <laughs> it's it's uh, who you're in relationship yeah. with, and then how you're going to be able to manage that uh, as well. Too. Well, I'll, so, I'll jump in a little more with that too. Yeah. Like Alex was the fourth girlfriend that that I had, mm-hmm. and um, you know the other three were were great people, and and we had a, a good relationship, I'd say, but again when you're just so driven to business and goals if you need someone who's gonna come alongside with you and keep sprinting yeah. and i was told my mentor told me this quote he's like you'll either with the with the partner the two c's you'll either feel 
compelled to go get goals and go achieve or you'll feel like constricted of like oh man like dinner's at five if you're late like you're gonna get where it's like some days i'm working late other days like last friday i just texted alex we were like in the same house just different floors i'm like (laughs) do you do you want to go for lunch today and she's like yeah that'd be awesome and it's like friday i'm clocked out at noon just because but i had a crazy week prior so it's always this tension like you're balancing but i think Mm -hmm. scale a business doesn't impress me i think if you scale a business and have a great relationship marriage partnership whatever like Mm -hmm. i think that's pretty impressive to be able to do both yeah i think so too um and again i was like uh you know asked you know do you guys remember like the richest guy in rome or the richest guy in babylon well maybe there's a book (laughs) so maybe that's that's uh by george s clausen yep yeah um, you know, but if you think about that, like money is only going to take you and like, again, like uh, the growth of a business, you're only going to be remembered for so long, but it's more of the impact that you're having the relationships. Yeah. Um, we're kind of exhausted that, but I guess one last thing, man, like we'll get to now we're going to touch on maybe something more of recent memory. Let's do it. Transition. Okay. So elite painters do that for four years. I'm sure that we could have about six hours on that topic alone, but when was that trend? I want to kind of skip over yep. that. Transition to washing, man. Yeah. What does that look like in your mind? What's your mindset? Mm-hmm. When did you start to fall in love with a painting and start yeah. getting interested in washing? And then kind of what was the process of you starting there? Yeah, man. So 2016, we're going to have to work a little faster. We're still far back. Yeah. Uh, 2016, I got a painting business going. We're doing four or $500,000 in revenue. I'm making, you know, a buck 20 every year, working eight, nine months of the year. A few crews going. Great, great lifestyle. Loved it. Only kicker. Uh, with this franchise, you're paying a, a fee mm-hmm. on top line revenue. And so as I grew my company, I saw that fee moving up, up, up. It got so high. I said, you know what? I could actually hire a manager for that fee that I'm paying. So I met with the franchisor. I said, look, this fee structure is not working for me anymore. Uh, you know, I want to want to branch out. And when franchises are smart, they make you sign a little something called a non-compete agreement. So they said, if you want to go out on your own, go for it, but you can't paint or we're going to take you to court. So I said, okay, me being, I had a lot of buddies sidestep their non-compete and I just, I did not want to deal with two years of going to bed at night, kind of thinking I got away with one. So I said, cool, how are you with me pressure washing, window cleaning, gutter cleaning? Yeah, go for it. But you remember he put his hand on my shoulder. He said, don't think for one second that you can build something that I've built. And I thought, oh, that's, it's kind of deep because I'm like, he had 10 franchises at the time and you know people define success different ways but i thought okay hmm. so that kind of lit a fire under me land and i said you know what let's not touch a paintbrush for two years let's see what we can do so mm-hmm. i got busy with revive in 2016 we did 89 grand the first year out of a out of a three thousand dollar chevy astro so yeah. i wanted to get out of my royalty structure i wanted to build my own brand and I also had three years, at two, year, two and a half years of backpacking Southeast Asia at that time and had seen the water crisis and people who don't have clean water. Mm-hmm. I had been running uh, an event planning business where I'd host New Year's parties and have three, 400 young people come out. We'd sponsor a water well in a night. So I thought, I got these business skills. I have this heart for helping people who don't have what we have. What happens if I married them together and revive actually means to bring life to? And I thought water is bringing people life. So what if we make a whole business around that? So we said, I'm going to make money from this company and I'm going to give 3% of top line to clean water. And we've been doing that now for seven years. Yeah. Very cool, man. Yeah. And how's that? 
Okay, let's touch on Revive, man. Yeah. How's, how's the journey been? Would you do it again? I guess first question, would you do it again? Yeah, 100% I'd do it again. Um, I think I would rebrand as, I mean, we rebranded recently to Revive mm -hmm. Services. Uh, we've added in Christmas lights now. So um, yeah, I think I would do it again for sure. I think I, I learned a lot of business skills through my painting journey that I could plug into Revive and I think grow mm -hmm. fairly quickly. Um, to, to get the business going. So, um, yeah, no, I think even in my coaching role today, still being an active owner inside Revive keeps me very current because I'm teaching a module on hiring. And, well, I'm not talking about hiring four years ago. I'm talking about, guys, here's our job ad. This is how we run a conversion call. This is what we just did last Thursday. It's, yep. like, very current because I think business can change quick. So I am... At first, I'm thankful for Revive for my own business and the lifestyle. I think once you achieve that, I'm thankful for Revive now to keep me current, make me a great coach, and it's still like a great business that I, it, it's kind of like my baby I've created. So. Yeah. All right, Dave, so like we've talked about, man, everything, you know, almost like as a child with like speech impairment uh, all the way up to, you know, university painters, elite painters, Revive. So let's get, I guess, let's get everybody up to speed. It's, it's uh, what, March 8, 2023 for some context here. Mm -hmm. We're doing HSBC for two. Yeah, two years and a bit. Yep, two years and a bit, man. What was the thought process, man, when the 2020, the pandemic hits, man? What was the thought process here with Revive? And then that, what did that transition into like, hey, well, I'll actually, you know, I, I see the market. Let's jump into coaching. Where was that? Where was your mindset at? What caused you to do that, jump into coaching? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, so March 2020, pandemic hit here in Canada mid-March. Yep. Actually, early March landing, we moved, and I started an Instagram page, Home Service Business Coach. So no this way. happened actually really? like two weeks before COVID, and I had people messaging me. We were growing Revive's Instagram at the time, and I had people messaging me through that saying, yep hey, how did you hire someone? How do you get jobs, whatever? Uh, and it, it dawned on me, I was helping a handful of people just with questions here and there and thought, man, maybe there would be a market to share out some advice. And so I started the Instagram page in March. I didn't have my first paying client in home service business coach until like August-ish of that year. Wow. So yeah, I was just sending out free advice content. I don't even know if I started the podcast, to be honest, yet. Yeah. Um, I was just helping people, sharing out stuff. And then as it kind of started to grow, my first client said, cool advice, can we get on a call? Um, you guys know how I'm protective of, of my time I am. I said, okay, well, pay me 200 bucks, I'll jump on a Zoom call for an hour. And he said, done. And I thought, that's interesting. So I went on for an hour, gave him a bunch of advice, and then he booked another one, another one, another one. I thought, I remember telling Alex, I'm like, man, I really like this. But the only kicker with the coaching is I'm actually introverted by nature. Yeah. I'm an introvert that's learned people skills through door knocking, through student painting, through quoting, etc. Mm -hmm. And so I really learned um, how to manage my energy through coaching. Mm -hmm. And that's why I've spent now hundreds, probably thousands of hours, honestly, like building out the programs that we have today. So yeah, it all started back 2020. Uh, that was a very challenging year for Revive, living through government restrictions and mass and lockdowns and um, dealing with that on the one side with my company and then trying to launch the coaching as well. Yeah. Um, but I think the coaching just grew very organically from one-on-one -on -one calls to still remember my first four-person group 
early in 2021 and then it was eight person group and then grew grew beyond that yeah so catch us up to speed for people that don't know where where are we sitting at right now man because it's been uh you know it's been something that if we zoom back even last year and i was tell, telling uh, some of the some of the team today yeah you know if we zoom back even like one year where we were to where we are now uh it's been such a joy to see uh not only us grow as a company but more importantly our guys get off the truck. Our guys gain their time back. Yeah. It's like, that's really, fulfillment is very high. So Yeah. To be honest, it's the most fulfilling business I've ever had. And Revive's very fulfilling in that you wash someone's house, you clean their windows, they're very happy. Here's $200. Thank you. It makes you feel good, right? But when, and giving to clean water, obviously there's a, a feel good give component with that. But with business, like as entrepreneurship, this is these guys' livelihood to make money and run an effective business. And I've seen pain of like working long days, not making the money you want and struggling in your business that o overflows to your health, your personal life relationships. So when you can help shift someone's business with our coaching, it will then, it literally changes their life. I mean, we had a guy one of our members um, messaged the group and said he's sitting in a parking lot crying, grown man, mm -hmm. manly man, because he, in seven years, he was not able to get off the truck. In two years working with us, he's off the truck hitting record days. I'm just like, what's that all about? So it's not that we're miracle workers. Coaching is a very two-way street, but we partner very good with business owners that work very hard in their business they just need to be shown the roadmap how to work on their business and yeah. be an entrepreneur and we believe in working with us six months a year we've got guys with us now for two years because mm -hmm. they just love it whatever that time horizon is we feel like we can we can fulfill on that yeah. and i also i have this deep-seated passion in me too because i was in a franchise for so long and i saw what that's like to be a little bit trapped where i re i'm really bullish on this consulting model that if you think we're full of crap and only want to stay with us for however long then that's fine but yeah. if you see the value you keep staying in and we just see this community build and i think it's exceeding it's certainly exceeding my expectation from when i started it yeah totally yeah. and it's been a it's it's again been like such a joy to to be along for the ride man and uh many many ips many cactus yeah. clubs i mean landon's the gatekeeper so i mean he's the one you're generally seeing first and, and we're gauging if we're going to be a good fit too, mm -hmm. because I think when you're new as a business coach too, you think you can help everyone and that comes from a good place. But I think once we've worked with now over a hundred business owners, we can usually tell in 20 minutes, like we're going to be a good fit or like, mm -hmm. man, I got some serious questions. We're going to have to do some more discussion on. Yeah, totally. And it's again, like I encourage anybody listening, shameless plug, uh, schedule a call uh, with me and Again, we're going to even see if we can work together because I'm, I think we're at about 60%. Well, we're just going to, we're going to turn the, shut the door on you. Like as of right now, you're just, you know, there's a couple criteria. Maybe, maybe we're not hitting. Um, so again, we're not miracle workers. You know, we're not a magic pill formula, but it is truly a joy and a passion that look, if we, if uh, you come work for us, you know, that means that we're confident that we can help you and we're confident that you're going to be able to commit, put the work in. It's man. It's like, yeah, it, it's amazing. I mean, too, we're at the summit and I opened up my last day uh, of the summit. We had 27 people in Vancouver and 
I opened up my last day for one-to-ones with, with the guys, right? And I'm on one of them and, and one of our members, he's like, I feel like I could just cry right now because he's like, this is helping me so much. And it's just like, yeah, you just, you just can't make this stuff up. So I just feel where I'm at in my journey. I'm not a coach coaching in theory and hey, Len, and I think this might kind of work. It's like, I've done this for 14 years. I've hired 150 people you know, had 950 painting projects, Mm -hmm. 4,000 washing projects, lighting jobs, dealt with a lot of stuff. And now we've helped over a hundred people that we have a pretty good idea of the framework needed and the ingredients needed to cook an amazing meal of a business. And I use this example a lot, but why do we feel doctors and lawyers should go to professional school and we feel business owners, entrepreneurs should go to YouTube, right? Like it's laughable. So it's like, Mm -hmm. Your income earning capacity as an entrepreneur is incredible. And if you're not willing to double down and invest a bit into that, um, I think you're not seeing the whole picture of what's possible. Yeah. And actually, piggyback off that, um, think of an entrepreneur right now in your mind. uh, And I want you to find somebody that is truly self-made, that has not had some sort of mentor or maybe paid for access to somebody to get to a different room. Like if you can name that one person for me, um, I'll wait. <laughs> <laughs> literally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's just, uh, you know, business and, and what I've seen too personally is it's a team game. It's a team sport. Like, you know, if you're, you're, it's like you're an NFL team. You're the head coach, but you have all these guys that are superstars, but you also need to provide the direction and guidance, have those systems. We always harp on systems mm-hmm. as well too, because you're leading the ship at the end of the day. And either the coach is lifted up as a hero for winning at all, or he's either uh, on the you know chopping block for the job. Yeah. One last thing I'll say too, like I think growing your business, and I made posts about this on social, but it's just it's smashing your mindset and your limiting beliefs every step of the way. And I taught this inside of our our program the okay. other week. But back to my student painting days, right? I'm running this hundred thousand dollar business. Thought I was a big deal in college. And I bumped into our, our competitor, my buddy Josh, right? And I'm doing 100K at the time and bumped into him just outside the library where we're at college and how's your season, whatever. And he tells me his, he's hitting 400 grand that year and he's got a guy named a production manager. And that guy <laughs> manages his cruise and all Josh does, he, he's the coolest guy, right? He drives around his PT cruiser and does estimates all day. And I'm covered in paint. I got a couple painters going. And it was like that moment I still remember shatters mindset because I had never been told that, that that's actually possible. Mm-hmm. And he's in the rival student painting company. And that put me on a new path of like, it is possible because someone's doing it. And I think coaching does that too, where you're like, someone's already done this. And I say this quote, mm-hmm. someone dumber than you has already succeeded more than you have. Yeah. And if you if that keeps you up at night, it's like you're literally just blocking your own way. And we all do it. Yeah. But it's like I look back at that moment and be like, man, if I didn't have that interaction, I would have thought 100K is the ceiling. Mm-hmm. And you bump into Josh and don't judge him for his PT Cruiser. But he's like, <laughs> he's doing 4X that and someone's running all his cruises. Just like, just mind blowing. Yeah, I know it is. And uh, I'll caveat that and then we'll move on. Uh, everybody's probably seen The Wizard of Oz. Um, and it's not. It's Dorothy, Dorothy. And you have the yellow brick road, all right? 
but oftentimes, you know, we have a path before us, and then now I can figure this thing out on my own because, you know, I'm me. I'm very smart. I have YouTube. Why do I need anybody else? And either you remember that scene where they deviate off the path, and then there's like the flying monkeys that are lost in like the scary forest, right? And it's so oftentimes that's what happens to entrepreneurs, and it's, it's been, again, a joy to be like, here's kind of the foundational piece that you need. Here's the yellow brick road. We're going to have, you know, all your water and snacks systems knowledge community accountability along the way to get you to like kind of the promised land here mm -hmm. uh, so to say which is whatever you wanted to make it mm -hmm. so what's up next for you dave personally man like i know you got a big news yep. big news maybe maybe uh you know when somebody's listening to this uh <laughs> you'll be holding, yeah, you'll be you holding them in the arms man but yeah i think lots going on i mean um we're just on our crest of busy season in revive so that's definitely exciting coming off a long winter that's part of my brain um home service business coach is definitely growing landon's been i mean you had a record month last month onboarding clients we did so man. come on we man. did we did so that's been great um got got a couple new coaches starting up in our community too which is super exciting yep. Uh, I'm also planning out our summit for next year for our members, so um, details on that for, for current members coming up. Uh, personal front, having a little baby in, in July. Nothing major. Live, <laughs> so that'll be, uh, that'll be super exciting uh, mm -hmm. as well. Uh, yeah, those would probably be like the big ones, Landon, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. uh, between, you know, career-wise with Revive Running, Home Service Business Coach, and I like to dabble in some real estate investing too. Like that definitely takes a good amount of time. But mm -hmm. seeing how, a, how all those businesses can help structure uh, an ideal dream lifestyle is really what it's about. Yeah. And it's like that, that quote, you don't want to be so busy making a living, you forget to make a life. So I really think work backwards and I've always done this like anything I've got in my life whether it's a car or a house or a trip or whatever I've always just worked backwards from the goal like that year I made 102 grand it didn't just magically happen I was thinking about it like every day and I'm not big on like manifesting in the mirror every day like I don't think you need to do that but I think you need to kind of see what it could be and I think just a lot of business owners don't actually see what their little 80k business could actually be in their market and so they don't get busy working on it so i think yeah i think everything in life like start with the vision make a big goal and then start working backwards from yeah that reverse engineering very it. powerful yeah it is very powerful well dave i appreciate your your uh, humility your honesty transparency this is what we're doing the laptops closed um it's been awesome so uh, again if you want to get in contact uh, with Dave or, or social media if you want to see more content you're listening to the podcast maybe you're on YouTube subscribe hit the like button uh, you know check us out on, on Instagram because it's completely different content yeah Facebook group as well Dave that too why not and I mean just honestly wherever you're seeing this just share it with a friend that you think can can yeah. help I don't want you to see this oh Dave's so amazing because I definitely am not and have a lot of growing to do but if you can see how working very hard on something for 14 years and yeah there's different businesses and all part of the journey but if you stay dedicated towards working towards a goal what is actually possible and if you look at it like i'm 34 years old like that's only 14 years and 14 years i'm 48 and hopefully live you know a good long life so it's just like life is literally what you make of it yeah. so i hope it's inspiring and encouraging yeah totally i think so as well man i mean i'm i'm uh, i'm uplifted too so Everybody, again, Landon, 
Dave, it's been a pleasure. We'll sign off and we'll see you on the other side. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you want to get even more value from David, then book your free coaching call at homeservicebusinesscoach.com.